Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Thursday, the 27th of January, 2022. I'm Dom Knight. Charles Firth is here. And amazingly, Julian Morrow is still with us next Mm. to the same pool we're by on Tuesday. It's a pleasure to (laughs) have returned so many days later to be here. Yeah. It's been, I mean, we, how was your 26? Did you do? Oh, I could tell you so many stories. Yeah. I, I had turned to 45 yesterday. It's, and aren't the numbers, aren't the numbers bad today as oh, well? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good or mm. they're bad. Cut out the right one. Like yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll get into some more stories from the uh, television days in just a moment. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Chaser Report. More news. Less often. So, Jules, um, open mic was an idea. I remember when you first pitched it, I sort of thought, surely there aren't that many microphones that are just left on around the place. But then I remember, remember the first pilot we ever did for the election chaser way back in 2001. Mm. Was it even late in late 2000? Um, the first pilot we ever did at a by-election when you discovered that a microphone had been left on. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was the very first stunt I ever did. For the chaser, we'd all gone down for that Aston mm. by-election. I, I would go so far as to say, I think that was the first stump we ever did. I At think all, that yeah. was the first thing we ever yeah, did down yeah. there. And it was because the Prime Minister at the time, John Howard, was supposed to come to this election event and his plane was delayed. And so what you had was a, I think it was like a, a gymnasium or something mm. full yeah, like of shipped-in pensioners mm. yes. who were waiting for John Howard. In suburban Melbourne, right next in, to a nursing home, I think. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it was in a marginal seat, and yes. it was actually during a by-election, and it was crucial that he win this by-election, and it was the first election since um, the GST had been introduced. Right. And pensioners especially had been completely fucked over by the GST and they were angry. Yes. yes that must have been 2001. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, but, but so we, were, we had a whole bunch of ideas that we were going to do, but then somebody noticed that there was this long delay and that there were speakers occasionally coming up and basically apologising for the Prime Minister not being there. Mm. And I can't remember who it was that had the idea. I think it was me. I think I just said, Jules. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, every single member of the Chaser who I've said that to yeah. has also said, I think it was I me. Think it was me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing I know Charles, is it wasn't me. Was it you, Charles? <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it suggested, well, it looks like that microphone is open. Why don't we go up and, and do something? And as I remember, we hadn't actually written no. Yeah, no. It was anything done on the spot. down. Yeah. You, you yeah, wrote that was down, the genius of it. That was the genius. And it was also made me amazed at your ability because you just wrote down some bullet points. Well, there was no other choice. That was yeah. the thing. I mean, at that, at that time, uh, and I think over the years, people sort of say, oh, I can't believe that you would do this or that. Mm. But it's kind of the opposite when you were in The Chaser because that was our job mm. to do mm. something. And even though I, in the moment, really would have preferred to be almost literally anywhere else, <laughs> uh, you know, the microphone was there. It was basically our job to go on and do something. And so the idea was that I was um, 
John Howard's advanced guy, his warm-up mm. guy, and that I was there to warm up the crowd. Uh, and I vividly remember um, one of you guys saying that I should do it because I looked like a liberal. Yes. Uh, yes. Which I... That was probably you know, Charles. Resented <laughs> this day. Uh, although, to be fair, probably it was a bit true. Well, I remember what had happened is we'd all dressed up in suits <laughs> and we'd all got in really easily. Yes. We'd literally yeah. just walked through security. Every, there were lots of protesters outside. There were outside. hundreds of protesters from different groups with And <clears throat> we just walked through them yes. into, the, into the hall and we'd gone, what now? Yeah. We, we don't have anything <laughs> prepped. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was an example of, yeah, just the yeah. fact that you kind of very superficially looked legit. Yeah. I just walked up to the microphone and started sort of doing uh, a warm-up routine by getting these pensioners to sort of chant that they were in favour of the GST and mm. boo every time they heard the name of the, of the opposition leader at the time. I think we tried to get... And this might have been a world first, the world's first senior citizen um, Mexican, Mexican wave. wave. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. we did. Which, we got it. Yeah, if you've yeah. seen a senior citizen Mexican wave, you can you, you realize why there aren't many of them because it was um, <laughs> yeah, it was like a medical liability <laughs> for, for unfolding in front of you. But but that, so that was quite fun. But then I encountered the problem that only occasionally happened in the the Chasers War and everything stunts, but was a real problem, which is basically we always assumed that the stunt would end by security coming in yeah. and shutting you down. And there is nothing worse when you've got a stunt prepared that, and you're assuming that that will happen than it not happening mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was basically, I did all the you're things petting. that we thought about <laughs> and then I did them all again <laughs> and then I was trying to think of things and event, and it became really clear that no one was going to stop That's me. Very and on that point, by the way, we'll get to APEC in tomorrow's episode. Yes. So not getting shut down by security when you think you will be. But no, and, and um, well, we'll have a listen to it in a sec, but how did you end it? I think in the end, I did finally get someone walking towards me, but I basically pulled the pin as soon as I could yeah, because, yeah, yeah because I, we, we'd run out of things. And I've seen other people do like conference crashing stunts and those sorts of things over the years. And you can really see the, the moment where the prepared mm. material ends <laughs> and you're just like, oh, what? Um, Any questions? Any questions? In <laughs> retrospect, we should have turned up to every stunt with two extras dressed as security guards just to, like, yes. why did we not do that? Why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> that would have made things so much easier. But it was, look, it was a fun day. And I suppose in a way it was the beginning of the open mic concept. Because that never made it into the series for some reason. Is that right? Well, it actually? was because it was from a by-election before the election, so it didn't really feel relevant to use yeah. in the election chase. So I think we put it out as a DVD. Yeah, as a extra. DVD extra. extra. Yeah. Yeah. But then, because I copied it. Uh, That's right. At the Wentworth Hotel years later and did get um, yes. grabbed by security. So it's kind of bizarre that the same Prime Minister a couple of years later, they still weren't <laughs> still leaving the mics on. Yes, we were remarkably <laughs> unsuccessful in changing the Prime Minister and remarkably <laughs> unsuccessful in making uh, audio people realise that they shouldn't leave the mic open. <laughs> but it's because if you're an audio guy and you see someone it, it, with you turn authority, it on. Exactly. you turn it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. natural reaction. Um, and so we then started thinking that we could turn this into a segment. And so we sort of started brainstorming places that you might find open mics. And the one that I remember most fondly is the supermarket open mic. Because, you know, there's like the yes. you know, price check in aisle three mm. type thing. I remember being in the writer's meeting and somebody suggested, what about doing uh, a minute silence for no reason whatsoever <laughs> in a supermarket? And it's one of those things that in the, in the writer's meeting, we're like, oh, that'd be really funny. But I think we all went, there's no way... <laughs> 
that that would work. <laughs> but either because we learnt that maybe sometimes those things do work, but more probably because we were just desperate for any material at that point, we decided to go out and try it. And what was really amazing about it was that it, it absolutely worked immediately mm. and really well um, from the very first moment. So the idea was that I just went to the microphone and said... <laughs> Attention, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to pause for a minute silence. No suggestion of what it was that we were supposed to be remembering. And it was one of those examples, I think, of people people going, oh, everyone's so compliant or whatever. People are basically just polite. Like, if somebody says we're now going to pause and remember, and you have the tone. Oh, that's right. You said of, remember. We just that's said right. we'll now pause for a minute and remember. And not, no suggestion of what it was. But... Who's, who's actually going to be ballsy enough to go, oh, no, that sounds like bullshit. No, fuck that. Because if you'd said, like, remember the great Red Spot special, which is just ended. That's right. Then everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Let's have a listen. Just need to make an announcement. Attention, all shoppers. The time has come for one minute's silence. So we invite you all to please join our staff by standing still where you are, bowing your heads for a minute as we remember. <laughs> Staff room. Oh, Everyone's freezing in the whole place. Oh my goodness. Sorry, everyone. I've just had a bit of trouble with my stopwatch. Uh, we're just going to have to start that again. Uh, please bow your heads for one minute as we remember starting from now. <laughs> oh my god. Someone's just stopping a kid from moving. <laughs> It's a visual joke. He's just... But this was the first go. It was amazing that it just completely worked. And there's another bit coming up where you see someone, like, scolding someone for not being part of it. And there was a woman next to you. And she's just like, oh, he's supposed to be here. He's in a seat. Oh, someone's closed their eyes. People are just rooted for the crowd. Sorry, I just got distracted. That was a little bit more than a minute, but thank you very much for your attention, ladies and gentlemen. Please resume your shopping. Thank you. That is... That's, that's like brilliant. the Stanford, you know, it, prison experiment. It was it? just amazing that it, that it worked so well. And, it's one of the, and, and we had, you know, cameras in every aisle and stuff like that. So that's pretty well as it happened. Mm. Um, but uh, there, there was, was a lot, lot of, of coverage, a lot of shots. And, but also the delivery, it just sounds so authoritative. It's a, it's a gift that you have. That may be one, yeah, one part of it was just make it sound like it's just what's expected to happen and people, mm. people go with it. But again, full credit to uh, uh, our director. I think it was Craig Melville again who suggested the, um, the lines about the false stuff and not starting to stop <laughs> and going a bit long, which really, really added something. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Because hey, people are starting to sort of go, hang on, this is definitely more than a minute. Oh, we, we, we went for quite a long time. <laughs> I'm just thinking because in RSL clubs, quite often on the mm. hour or at sunset or whenever, they actually get you to, to do exactly that. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's not 6 p.m. Exactly. Yeah, it's not out of the realm of, of possibility. And again, uh, I mean, Stanford... Or the, the you yeah. know the the Milgru experiments or whatever. I th- I don't think it is about people being compliant. I think it's basically about people being polite. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know we we tried to come up with spin-offs off that concept, and mm. it's actually quite hard to find places where, where where mics are open. The one that I always wanted to do but could never pull off is like an office building because you know how they have like oh. the fire warden yes. thing, but it's much harder to get into like the back security yeah, room. Yeah, they're always locked in. And cabinets. I think I think legal sort of put the kibosh mm. on that. But we did find a couple of other places. Domi, you came up with a few suggestions, which I think worked pretty well. One of them was airports. That worked pretty well. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? Paging the driver of a white 767, registration number QF413. Could you please return to your vehicle immediately as it is illegally parked, and if it's not moved within the next 10 minutes, it will be towed away. Thank you for your attention. Nobody reacted. Because they weren't there. (laughs) Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Could everyone in the terminal please bring $10 to gate lounge number four? I'd like to buy a light refreshment, and the prices of this airport are so outrageously expensive, I just can't afford it myself. Thank you. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Could a member of Qantas staff please proceed to Gate Lounge 7 as an unauthorised announcement is about to be made there in about 10 seconds? Thank you. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. If there are any passengers in the terminal who know how to fly a plane, could you please move over to the Jetstar terminal as we're seriously in need of decent pilots? Thank you very much for your attention. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Can a member of Qantas staff please come to Gate Lounge 10 and escort me from the building as I really need a way of ending this sketch? (laughs) Thank you for your attention. Gives you a filthy look there. And so, yeah, you had to find your own ending. Well, uh, again, that was, I think, your suggestion, Dom, to go out to the, the terminal. And we were amazed that we did it. The mic was open. No one came to stop us. We did probably five or ten mm. different terminals in the same day. We then had a few more ideas for other lines a few days later, and we went back again and still did it. And look, I would hate to think that we that this podcast could be responsible for copycat activity of any colour, but I'm pretty sure that the those mics are still open to this day, yeah. <laughs> and it may well be worth a try. And probably with a bit of thought, people could come up with much better lines. And if they but be do, careful about security because we don't want you to get arrested. Yes, don't get arrested. But if you do come up with anything, don't email it to podcast at chaser.com.au. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. It is, I guess, a lot of what the Chaser Board everything did, particularly that series, was just um, exposed how many things are just assumed people will behave in a, in a certain way. We conform, we do what we're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually about, yeah, slightly mimicking the, the, the proper way things are supposed to happen and subverting it. But the fact that you don't immediately look like an intruder is the thing that gets you a bit of, a, a bit of an opening. But it was a, it was a different time back mm. then, you know. People were more trusting. You could get away with more stuff. You wouldn't get shot. Or, but wasn't you know. it also that we were all yes, I was just white men? White male privilege. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was, was definitely definitely a, a, a bit of that. Um, but I reckon even today, people would not be able to get away with that much stuff no matter where they came from. 
And then also with time with the Chasers War and everything, actually people knowing what the Chasers War and everything became a bit of a curse but also a bit of an asset. Like I always remember the federal police who looked after the Prime Minister who would all, all the advanced parties would always come to us before we did anything. And when they knew that those weird people hanging around were from the Chaser, that was actually good news for them because we were a known quantity. Yeah. Um, they just said no projectiles. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly. Fair enough. And they'd always ask us what we were going to do and we'd always tell them. And then, they, and then sometimes they'd look a little bit sort of disapproving. And I remember I said to one guy, I said, well, what, there's nothing illegal about that. And he went, well, no, it's not illegal. It's just not very funny. <laughs> 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 he was right. <laughs> now, Jules, I want to ask you about one more thing. And tomorrow we'll get on to APEC for our final chat with you. But the, one of the ballsiest things that the group ever did um, was your trip to the CIA, you know, black site where the interrogations were happening. The rendi- people were renditioned. They were basically stolen from where they were, put in unmarked aircraft, flown to the other side of the world and interrogated and, and tortured, basically, in places that were just not, not off the map. No one knew that they were there. And you went to find one of them, which is not what people were supposed to do in, during the War on Terror. No, yeah, it was, um, it was a, a very silly thing to do in a lot of ways. Uh, and maybe a silly thing to talk about in this podcast as well, because it was essentially a visual gag. But I, I really enjoyed having done it, and I don't think I've ever been as scared. I was much more scared during this stunt than anything that ever happened during APEC. Mm. Because the idea was that, you know, some media reporting had come out about where these CIA secret prisons were, and there was one in Poland. And so it came up with the idea of basically road signs to a CIA secret prison. So all we did was we went to where the secret prison was, and then we went to places nearby, putting up signs saying, CIA secret prison, one kilometre this way, and then various different signs. So it was a series of sight gags. Um, but at the end, we went to the outside of the CIA secret prison, and I set up with a, you know, a loudspeaker and did the little spiel. And, you know, I talked earlier about how the Australian Federal Police sort of knew who we were and that mm. was like a, that, that reduced the security risk. Um, turning up to a foreign country mm. and speaking in a foreign language is the very opposite of that. Yeah, uh, this is not an English-speaking country. No, Where yeah, were yeah. You? Uh, so we were in the, the very north of Poland in a remote area at a, at a, at a top-secret national security facility at like a – it was basically a, a, a gate. But mm. when the people came out, they were talking to me in Polish. Like, I – couldn't understand them they couldn't understand me and I remember just how uh, worried I was because it's not like they didn't have a reputation for taking people prisoner yeah. and then never being seen again that was why I was there <laughs> so um, uh, that was another example where we had a fixer who spoke Polish and English and she did an amazing job uh, in taking us uh, from being from really I thought I was going to be arrested and and and, and whatever the verb of rendition is, mm. to, to getting away with it. But then we got tailed by the Polish police for a, a couple of hours and it was pretty scary thinking that we were going to get taken in and arrested. But thankfully yeah. we got away with it. Well, the fix is about to come out of prison in about three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With good behaviour, she'll be out before the end of the millennium. Well, let's have a listen to the end of that stunt where you go to the gate and just looking at some of the signs in the lead-up that were there, like CIA prison, not ahead. <laughs> there were so many of them on the road. Like, there were about five of them in a... We did leave them all minutes. over the place. and I, Yeah, I, I quite like that, that joke. But I think what it, the signs that we can't read are, po- are Polish for don't be an idiot and do a stunt here. <laughs> Hello. 
Good afternoon and welcome to Star Akutska. Unfortunately, there will be no tour of the CIA secret prison here this afternoon as there is no secret prison on these premises. Never has been. The CIA have definitely, I repeat, definitely never interrogated or tortured people at this facility. Repeat, no tour, no facility, no torture. To make this very, and this is not a member of the Polish military. This is not happening. I am not here, and I'm not speaking to this person. Hello. What is this? Polish. Polish, I don't speak Polish. No, sorry. Polish. I don't speak Polish, no. <laughs> Um, just that was immediately a meter in front of the incredibly yeah. scary gates, and you had a sign saying "Welcome to No Secret Prison." <laughs> yeah, but it was. Um, oh, yeah, I remember just being petrified. Oh, yeah. You could hear it in your voice. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah. It yeah. was really, really. They could struggling. have pulled you inside the gate very easily. Um, who knows what we would have seen again? But um, yeah, I mean, very brave and shut down by security. Classic chaser stunt. Yeah, and um, I think you know, in the, yeah, in, in the history of chaser stunts, it, it achieved nothing. Yeah. Uh, mm. But it was, uh, yeah, like it was. I suppose it was just a silly. Well, way they probably the have made their secret prisons a bit more secret now. But yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, or just they actually just do arrest you and render yeah. you. But um, I could have spent some time in Gitmo if I'd played my cards wrong. <laughs> right, we're talking about pissing off governments um, tomorrow. We'll delve into APEC. Catch you then. And Jules, will you just take here another twenty-four hours? Is that cool? I will not move for twenty-four hours. I promise. Hack is from Road Microphones, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow.